I'm Rosie Maddio, and welcome to From Pot to Popular, a new podcast where we interview the media, marketers, and moguls who are mainstreaming cannabis. Welcome to today's episode of Pot to Popular. I'm your host, Rosie Maddio. Today, we are joined by Stephen St. Rose and Fanny Schumacher of Parallel. Fanny and Steve lead Parallel's uh, employee benefits and recruiting, and they really are creating best-in-class employee benefit programs to track the best talent for Parallel. And it's really, really exciting to see how they're approaching staffing and benefits in this new industry. They're bringing years and years of expertise from mainstream, um, and it's going to be great to chat with them about how Parallel is innovating. Welcome, Stevens and Fanny. Thank you so much both for joining us today. Thank you Thank for having you. us. Yeah, so I'm going to kick it off to either of you to, to for a little bit of background before we get into the conversation. Can you first um, tell us each about your background and why you, you decided to join Parallel? Fanny, do you want me to start? Um, yes, please do. Uh, so my background, um, most of my background has been in the field of human resources. I think I've been in every single human resource role that's out there, except for an HRIS manager. Uh, that's the only role I haven't done. But um, I've done a couple of stints outside of HR and operations and strategy uh, and transformation. Um, but I have always migrated back into the HR space where I, I, I you know, I love. Um, I've worked for, prior to Parallel, I've worked for, you know, global heritage brand companies like um, Coca-Cola, where I was there for 10 years, and seven of those years were, was working and living outside the U.S. Um, uh, Walgreens, where I led their HR for Walgreens USA, and prior to that, I worked with companies like Burger King Corporation, Pier 1 Imports, as I progressed in my career. And so it was all the things that brought me to Parallel, um, which I've, you know, had um, been at Parallel for the last, uh, gosh, 18 months now, and it's moved really fast. And <laughs> you know, 18 seen, months in cannabis is like five years in any other industry, it, so you are it, definitely ingrained in the industry. It, it, it feels like five years for sure. And if, if, you know, if I think about my, you know, reason for coming to Parallel and reason for coming to cannabis, uh, what brought me here is actually the Bo Wrigley as our CEO chairman um, of the company and his mission and vision for the company uh, to really improve the quality of human life through cannabinoids, to improve our well-being uh, of human life through cannabinoids. That was a very inspiring mission for me, especially coming from my recent tenure at Walgreens where they too want to improve the quality of life of human beings through their pharmaceuticals. And um, I really believe that um, uh, cannabis has a role to play in society and has a role to play in the, the human equation. Uh, and, you know, and Bo laid a quite a compelling uh, roadmap that got me to sign up and join this adventure. I love that. And, you know, just to follow up and then Fanny, I'm going to go to you, you know, so uh, you talked about a little bit, you know, why, you know, Bo's mission, but what did you perceive as most compelling opportunities in the cannabis space that you couldn't find in the traditional industries, like even coming from Walgreens, like what really set it apart? Yeah, a couple of things. One, back to the mission and vision. Um, like 
I, I lovingly say Walgreens is a great company. They're the biggest drug dealer in the world, right? And so, and, and that's a good thing, right? Because they're helping um, to solve for a lot of issues. And especially in underserved communities where that pharmacist is that general practitioner for a lot of people in underserved communities. Um, haven't had surgeries myself, a couple of back surgeries, a couple of knee surgeries, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm patched up here. Um, what I've also seen is that in terms of recovery, in terms of either pain, sleep, or anxiety, there's a, there's a role for cannabis to play in addition to what, you know, um, prescription drugs, uh, opioids, etc. I recently, for example, had uh, surgery on my knee, and it was extremely painful afterwards, right? Um, I tried some cannabis products here, a couple of gummies. That wouldn't hurt. I, that that didn't work. I needed some more. I needed some stronger solutions to help me with the pain. A couple of days later, I didn't need those solutions, but I can use cannabis to help me with uh, with the pain. Now I don't. Now it's pain free. But there's a role to play that intermediary be between you know a, a human need state and bring out the big guns. And I think cannabis plays a really sweet spot here. And what's, almost, what's also so amazing to me, cannabis is so unexplored, right? Because each cannabinoid can potentially help another human need state that we don't know yet. And so this is uh, just fascinating for me. Now, that coupled with my own you know, um, aspirations around HR, taking all of my experiences and creating something different in parallel. Uh, fast tracking stuff from you know that traditional branded companies would have gone through and creating something here uh, the 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 seven most impactful years in my career prior to parallel was working in emerging markets at coca-cola uh, where you were building infrastructure high growth uh, youthful organization and when you think about it uh, the U.S. is an emerging market for cannabis, and it feels just like an emerging market, and it's just energizing. I love that. I, I love all the parallels, actually, with parallels. I did not mean to, to <laughs> do a pun, but no, it, it's really exciting. Danny, tell us about what brought you to Parallel. How did you find your way into this space? Um, what opportunities <laughs> did you find? Honestly, it was um, uh, just by happenstance, to be honest with you. Um, when I was first uh, approached for the opportunity, truthfully, I did not know that the industry, uh, well, I, uh, of course, I knew the industry existed, but that, that there was um, a, a player like, um, like Parallel in place. And when I did research, uh, much like Stevens, and read um, Bo's uh, vision, that really was very compelling to me. Um, I actually started my life doing um, medical research. So I didn't start in human resources. I didn't start in, you know, general industry. And so um, the uh, appeal to me was the science of, um, of uh, cannabinoids. And um, there was that former researcher in me that was very much... Uh, um, uh, intrigued by, you know, by the science. Now, why specifically parallel? It's <laughs> the one big reason is quite honestly, that guy uh, sitting uh, across the, uh, the camera for myself, uh, Stevens, his passion um, for the business, his passion for HR, and the things that we could build together in HR was very appealing to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. And I like that, you know, this colleagueship, right? Inspiring each other is always a great place to work. But in recent years, like, let's just get into talking about, you know, hiring in the industry. In recent years, there's been a growing trend of MSOs like Parallel and retail brands making executive hires for mainstream CPG companies. So what do you think the signals about the growth and development of the legal industry? Well, you know, in our uh, experience, uh, more and more folks are are changing their paradigms uh, on the industry. It's becoming more and more mainstream. Uh, over 40 states have some type of access, legal access into cannabis. And so the old stigmas are being challenged. You know, it still exists out there, but people, more and more people, this is more common to them and, and those old stigmas are going away. The other thing that is attractive about this industry is because it's a high growth industry, because it's an emerging industry where the ecosystem is still being shaped, where most other industries are dealing with cost cutting, dealing with efficiencies, dealing with restructures. This industry is, is the tech industry in 1999, if you will, that everybody knows this thing is, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And, um, and folks want to get in on the ground floor here to be able to shape this for the future. And, and, and it's attracting more and more people to come. In, in our, um, most of our folks are coming from four types of industries. Uh, it's not the only four types, but four main types. One is cannabis. Uh, two is retail. Uh, three is healthcare, And four is CPG. And so our, our reward structure, our compensation structure, and Fanny can talk more about that, is an index structure of all four uh, industries that allows us to benchmark against where our benefits and rewards are against these industries so that we're competitive when we go out and recruit talent from those industries. I love that because, you know, as the industry matures and, and you're getting these people from other markets, they're going to expect the same type of comp packages that they were getting at a Coca-Cola of the world. So it's great that you guys are ahead of the curve. But I, I'd ask you guys, what questions are they asking you guys about the industry when they're considering the move? They understand it's a high growth, but I have to understand, I have to believe there's like um, even like a knowledge gap, what they need to know about working in the space. What questions are they asking? You know, typically we ask them the question. I find, you know, I was, I was going to say um, I would have, thought that people would ask me, you know, help convince me about why cannabis, but they're coming in already. <laughs> uh, you know, so like I'm the one that's saying in these interviews, what is leading you to cannabis? Why would you come to cannabis? And they're convincing me as to why they would come to cannabis, you know, and so what's, what's leading them down the path? A lot of that for them is around healthcare. Um, a lot of it for them is around the the human efficacies that cannabis can can have, and either they've shared, uh, uh, they've had family or loved ones that has benefited from that, and that's drawn them in, or they've personally benefited from that, and so that's what a lot of them is drawn to that. But we're I'm actually the one asking that question during interviews, not uh, not the other way around. But most of the questions that they ask are typical questions that you would find in any industry. So help me understand the culture of the organization. Help me understand, you know, um, the, the strategy of the organization. Help me understand the business uh, strategies. Typical questions that you would find in other industries. Yeah. And then it's talking about, you know, we talked about a second ago, you mentioned it about benefits, right? And about, you know, 
comparing those packages to maybe what they're used to in the other industry. So you guys, I think, are really pushing the envelope um, to develop top-of-the-line rewards and well-being benefit packages, you know, to attract these type of caliber um, employees. Why did you believe it was so important to build out such a comprehensive benefit infrastructure? Can you give us a little detail about some of the exciting things you guys are doing on the benefit side? As, as Stevens mentioned, uh, we, we look at a very broad spectrum of, of the marketplace, right? Retail, pharma, you know, obviously looking at our cannabis counterparts. Um, and as, as we reflect on, you know, our, our portfolio of benefits, we really look at it not just from, you know, what does everyone else have in place? Um, core benefits like medical, obviously medical 401k, those are core benefits that you want to ensure is on your list. Um, but we actually reached out to our associates and asked them, right, what's important to you? So myself, you know, I've come from companies and industries where the average age is 45, 47, right? Here, you know, we're, we're talking low 30s. So, you know, we, we have to understand the needs of a very different demographic and they and they told us what was important uh, to them and what you know what we currently were investing in that may not have been as well valued so you know there isn't an infinite amount of money and so it's about investing those dollars where it mo made the most sense for our associates if I, if I can add and just taking a step back at Parallel, we want to be the leader in the cannabis industry. That's, that's, that's where we want to be. And why do we want to be the leader in the cannabis industry? Is because that will give us the best opportunity to best serve our patients and customers. We want to be able to serve as many patients and customers as possible with these uh, solutions that we have in terms of our products and services. And the more that we can grow as, as a company, the more that we can have an impact on, human, uh, on our patients and customers every day. Uh, we have roughly eight, six to 8,000 customers that visit our, our dispensaries uh, every day. And it's, it's six to 8,000 chances to positively impact their well-being. And we want to grow that. And the way we can grow that is if we grow as a company. So it all plays in one. And at the center of our company uh, is our people and our culture, right? And so we want to have the best, in order to drive that, we believe we, we, we need to attract, retain, and develop the best talent at all levels. And to be able to do that, it's about three things uh, for us. One, uh, the rewards, you know, from a compensation and a benefit standpoint that we have the rewards to attract, develop, and retain the best talent. Two, it's about our career development, our management development, that folks have the ability to come here and professionally develop as individuals. Now, whether they long-term stay with us as we would hope or go elsewhere, they've developed as professionals. And three is about that passion that you can see exuding from me and Fanny here around our mission and vision and our shared purpose to make a, to make a difference in human lives every day. Those are the three things in our culture we're trying to drive. And we believe that those are the three underlying pins that drives a company to then drive for our customers and patients. Yeah, and I know that you guys put a lot of focus on this employee well-being, right? So what does it really mean to you in parallel, right? And why do you think it's especially important for cannabis companies to prioritize these initiatives? 
and it's actually a two point question. So, and also we're, you know, we're talking in, um, in February, almost a year, um, you know, to the date of, of the pandemic, right? So it certainly disrupted everyday businesses, day-to-day operations. So how did you guys adapt your existing benefit program to provide this additional support to the company employees? I know well-being is such a core part of your mission. There's a, there's a lot to unpack there. So let me just start <laughs> off and, I, and, then, and then Fanny's going to blow this away. I know it. If our mission and vision is about improving the well-being of our patients and customers every day, then we need to... To, to aspire to live like that internally as well. Mm-hmm. And so well-being is a state of mind. It's the way in which we behave, whether it's with our customers or patients or, or, or how we do with our employees uh, inside the, our associates inside the company. And so that's why it's important that these things, we exemplify what we're trying to do with our customers and patients. Uh, over to you, Fanny. And, you know, and the way in which we look at well-being is, is multidimensional. Right. So we look at our physical well-being, our mental well-being, um, our financial well-being, and as well as our, you know, um, our connection to the community. And, you know, we assessed our programs and across each of these pillars and really work to enhance our offerings uh, to our associates. Um, we've been working very diligently in, in marketing this and, and bringing awareness of these programs. So that's a real challenge for us. And I, in a highly, you know, hourly uh, uh, workforce or with an hourly workforce, you know, communicating simply via email is not effective. Right. Um, do I have it completely figured out? No, but we're, you know, we're leveraging things like we created this thing called a lookbook, right? An easy go-to brochure that, that captures uh, all the different uh, great things that we offer to our associates. It's a quick reference tool. It's something my HR business partners can go through in, you know, in employee uh, forms uh, to share with new hires, um, et cetera. Um, we are now leveraging workplace as a way for us, you know, to communicate um, these offerings and also, you know, having regular educational uh, sessions um, for our associates. You know, just to add to what Fanny's saying, let me give some proof points, right? So typically, and if we were just, as I said before, we measure ourselves against uh, the four index, the four uh, industries. And so we, we look at ourselves and our offerings against each of these four industries in terms of are we market lagging versus the industry? Are we market competitive or are we market leading? Um, If it's at the cannabis, we're market leading across the board. Um, And so if if it's retail, we're market leading to market competitive. Healthcare, we're market competitive. Uh, and, And in some places, market lagging, we don't have to be market leading on everything, but we need to be uh, uh, um, thoughtful around what we do. So we we benchmark against that and we and that's how we we grade ourselves Uh, through a third party, you know, so it's not just us, you know, think, you know, saying that we do that with the partnership of an external third party to make sure that it's real. but what that has, as Fanny talked about, we, we, we also leverage in our decisions as to what we invest against our employee voice. It's an input. It's not the decision maker, but it's an input as we look at other factors uh, uh, to, to attract and retain. That has, left, that has let us be able to invest in stuff like an employee relief fund. 
during during COVID, that was major. And by the way, it was something that we were looking to do even before COVID. Um, but how apropos that you know um, uh, we were able to um, uh, launch that at the time of COVID, where it really helped a lot of our associates uh, who were uh, facing some tough times. Uh, we've been able to, you know, with the with the voice of our employees, we have stuff like tuition assistance, uh, where folks can continue to uh, increase their education or certification and different things. We even have pet insurance um, uh, that we offer. And I got to tell you, I was blown away by how many people celebrated pet insurance. It's, it was not if 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 it was just myself and Fanny making the decisions, we would have never thought about pet insurance. But because we went to our employees and say, what's important to you? Pet insurance came to, to the top and, and there you go. Um, and then in terms of um, healthcare, we really try to make sure that we're sharing in the health, last year um, because of COVID, not too many people went to doctors, right? They did a lot of telemedicine. So that helped us save on the claims. And we shared some of those uh, uh, that savings with employees in terms of their year over year uh, uh, increases, uh, healthcare increases, where the national average was somewhere between three and five percent. Ours was from two to four percent. And so, those are the kinds of things that you know it's really important to us that you know um, as we benchmark. That's incredible. And by the way, as um, as a business owner as well, who's got a lot of the same age demographic of my employees, you're giving me a lot to think about. Um, you know, in terms of uh, of really you know leading edge actually um, offerings. For employees. And so what can other mainstream companies um, learn from Parallel that are trying to attract young talent? What can they learn from you guys? Because I, I do think, you know, some of the makeup of this program is due to the fact that you guys are meeting your employees where they are and what their age demographic might be. Well, it's just listening, right? It's listening to your associates. <laughs> it, it truly is. Um, and uh, having unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, having been in this total rewards space for a really long time, um, sometimes you kind of just get, let me think of the right word to use here. Sometimes you, you, you assume that you know best for your associates and you make decisions perhaps based on what consultants simply tell you. It's taking the time to listen to their needs. I couldn't say that more. That, that, that's the biggest learning last year in many respects. Because uh, 2020, the, the playbooks, the, the prescribed playbooks, you have to rewrite in many different ways. And the best way to start to rewrite the playbooks in, uh, on, a, on, on several different levels is by listening first. Uh, Fanny hit it right on the head. Our demographic, uh, from a generation's perspective, 76% of our employees are millennials or younger. And the average age is 32. Um, and so uh, we have to listen. We can't make assumptions uh, or, or, or think we know best. Uh, and if one of the things we've learned about 2020 is listening is the key. Yeah, um, I, I cannot agree with you more. And, and as, as people who are, you guys have a bird's eye view of their recruiting process, right? Because you're really uh, hiring, you know, uh, across the company. Have you noticed any particular pain points when it comes to hiring in the cannabis space? Yeah, I, I have. And again, this is um, more at the uh, mid-management to senior level. Um, when you come into this cannabis space, it's an emerging market. It's a, a relative startup. I can't say we're a startup company, but we're a relative startup now scaling, if you will. 
the it's it's not a it's not a stable company like you know uh, some of the companies that I've worked at. You know, it is you're, you're in an industry that is forming, it's transforming itself every day, and so the pace. You know, you're not you're making sometimes left hand turns and right hand turns the next day, and so that level of of uh, roller coaster, that level of risk reward. Um, is something that folks coming from outside of cannabis, they, you tell them during interviews, this is what it's going to be like, and then they get here, and then they're like, okay, now I get it. And you wake up every day feeling both exhilarated and daunted at the same time. Uh, and that's when you, and if you don't love that, this may not be the place for you. But if you love that combination of feelings, you can't get it more than here. Yeah, and, and I'm, I apologize. I, just to further highlight um, some of Stephen's points. So, you know, I've been with Parallel just under 10 months. And, um, and Stephen has even very recently shared the story where he essentially tried to scare me away, right? <laughs> are you sure, right? Are you, are you sure you're, you're ready for this? And having had um, an extensive uh, career of M&A, I thought I was quite honestly, right? Been around the block a few times, sure, not a big deal. But I've got to tell you, it's not simply the pace of the company, um, it's the uh, immediate pivot left, pivot right, right, forwards, backwards, and you know, run around in a circle, go straight, go, it's just amazing, just the speed, <laughs> I, I keep saying the speed at which we have to make decisions and execute, um, so on and so forth. So it's the, you know, what I'm amazed by with this organization, with the talent of this organization, is the agility, right? The agility to make things happen. Right. You know, and, um, you know, uh, agility and being able to, you know, move quickly is definitely, you know, important part of, of, of any, you know, cannabis company. But given both of your um, extensive HR experience, what do you think dictates company culture, which is also a really important part, you know, of a hiring mix, right? How do they fit culturally? And what are the differences um, in corporate culture in cannabis companies versus other mainstream businesses? You guys have really worked across all industries. Like, what are the cultural differences? Uh, for me, um, again, different companies have different cultures, so I don't want to generalize against all against uh, um, every single company. Um, but non-cannabis companies, from a corporate culture perspective, the pace is different, right? And the work is a bit different. Here, even if you're at the corporate level, um, it's a combination of both strategy and planning, but you got to roll up your sleeves and get into the details in levels that folks have never been in that kind of detail in more established companies uh, to be able to make sure that the execution and the outcome we want for our patients and customers are actually happening. So even at my level, you know, the things I often say, I'm doing certain things at the execution level that I haven't done in 10 years. Right. Um, but it, it's what needs to happen in, the, in cannabis to really make sure that we're getting this right. And so for me, that's one of the, the, the major differences that folks need to adapt to. Benny, you want to add anything to that? Well, and, and, and as Stephen says, right, each each um, company is different, um, especially as you think, uh, look across industries. But. What I would say is the more mature companies, regardless of industry, I think tend to be, and Stevens has spoken to this as well, 
tend to be really slow moving, right? And what is exciting, exhilarating, exhausting um, about parallel is the speed at which we move. Um, I love being able to make decisions and move things forward and not have a meeting to have a meeting to talk about the meeting. Right. <laughs> By the way, I think that's something that every single, um, what's it called, uh, a company should adopt, right? Like this could have right. been an email, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, you know, so things about, you know, having a leadership team, uh, th this leadership team at Bo Wrigley's level um, is one of the most accessible leadership teams I've ever been at. And so, you know, any, you know, the, the team will, will respond quickly or answer anybody's um, email, text, uh, phone call at any level. And so the accessibility of, of the leadership team and of our leaders is amazing to me. And it's one of the things that stand out. But again, this is, I, I must say, this is not for everybody. Not every industry is for everybody. I, I will tell you, some industries are not for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this one, I think I found a space here. I really have. Yeah, and you know, talking about, about culture, something that I, that I really love that's emerging, you know, among many cannabis companies is really this commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. I know, I think Stevens, um, you are founder principal of Chase the Experience. Is that right? That's true. Um, and it's and, and just uh, I think I'm getting this right. It's an executive coaching practice focused on creating successful executive level transitions for diversity and inclusion. So there is an urgent need for DEI in corporate America, and especially in cannabis, as we're trying to you know, right some of the wrongs caused by the war on drugs. What do you think accounts for the, the underrepresentation of BIPOC employees, particularly executives in, in the cannabis space? And how can we address these issues? Yeah, and I think that it needs to be very targeted, right? So uh, diversity, equity, inclusion is a very key um, uh, focus area for Parallel. Um, we have established a diversity council that's made up of various employee resource groups. So we've had a, we've established employee resource group from our Black Empowerment Network to our Women in, uh, Women Impact Network to our Pride at Parallel. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll soon be rolling out Latinx um, uh, Network, uh, uh, Veterans at Parallel Network, and a, a slew more um, over the coming years here. And, and these employee resource groups allows us to learn. It's all inclusive, right? It allows us to learn about each demographic, allows us to learn about each other in a very productive employee-led way. And so the Diversity Council is the leadership of all these employee resource groups. Uh, but that's not, that's not enough, right? Um, we, we, we also have uh, cultural awareness trainings uh, that allows us to, it's not the check the box training that you know folks, most folks do. It really is about what is my role? How do I better understand? How do I better uh, contribute to making this a diverse, uh, inclusive uh, environment in my role and leaving people with action points that they can personally do and their own self-enlightenment, but also take action uh, for the productivity of this organization. And then lastly, we also have stuff like Parallel Cares. So we do, we partner externally with different diversity organizations, whether it be MCBA, uh, Medical Cannabis Business Association, or Caninclusive, et cetera. We have a number of these external partnerships to help drive our mission in these communities, 
but we also offer parallel cares. And so if our partnerships are not enough for our employees, we, we, we will do a matching program with our employees on things that they care about locally uh, and invest against that. So both, so diversity for us is, is things that we're doing inside, which we have a number of programs and growing, and also how we impact our communities, uh, our local communities especially. I, I love that. I, I love companies that are you know, are doing it right. That are really you know investing the resources and the time um, to make sure that they have like a really robust DEI program. So you know, kudos to you guys for, for for that initiative. And in terms of initiatives to wrap this up, what's next for your team at Parallel this year? Are there any initiatives or projects you're particularly excited about tackling? What can we expect? <laughs> yeah, so lots of. Growth. I know there's a lot. I know we're moving <laughs> fast. I know. I know. But give us a taste. I'll just start it off. One is, I, I think, back to what I was saying, you know, our number one goal here to be the best company in cannabis is, is by having, attracting and developing and retaining uh, um, uh, great talent. And so in the three things I said before, having strong re, uh, rewards program, uh, the development of people and their skills and their uh, careers at all levels, and then our shared purpose as a culture, our growth uh, culture. Uh, this year, uh, in 2020, I would say a lot of that focus was on rewards, and Fanny and, and her team knocked it out of the park. And I'm really proud of that work, and, and we'll be doing some more things around that, but um, they really established a strong foundation around how we think about well-being. Uh, in 2020, we started to establish uh, different programs for that second pillar around developing uh, talent at all levels uh, with our internal management trainee program called Homegrown. Uh, we also have a frontline uh, management program called Change Champions. But in 2021, I've told the head of talent management, uh, our colleague Brian Kedzier, I really want to push this to be at the same level at all levels, having a portfolio of targeted programs to help our folks develop their careers vertically as well as sideways, and as well as develop themselves in their role through career development plans that can be fruitful for them. So that second pillar will be a huge focus for us uh, this year, along with continuing to build our culture. I love that. It's very exciting. And um, like I said, to, to be talking to somebody who's really doing it right and building out, you know, a company for the future, right? It, it, it's amazing to see. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, looking forward to seeing what's ahead for Parallel, um, you know, and, and best of luck with all your new initiatives. Stay Thank tuned. Thank you so Water much, Rosie.